Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. It is good to have you with us, and I want to begin uh, here with uh, Isaiah chapter 5, and then I want to talk about some of the... uh, the violent reactions that have been taking place around the country to the anticipated uh, Supreme Court ruling on on abortion. But I want to look at the behavior of these people and reflect on it with you, and we can pray over it, pray over what's happening uh, with uh, some of this violence and intimidation. Let's go to Isaiah 5, the Vineyard Song. Isaiah 5.1 begins, Let me now sing of my friend, my friend's song concerning his vineyard. My friend had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted it with the, uh, with a, uh, the choicest vines. Within it, he built a watchtower and hewed out a wine press. Then he looked for the crop of grapes, but what it, what it yielded was wild grapes. Now inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there for me to do with my vineyard than I had not done? Why, when I looked for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? Now I will let you know what I mean to do to my vineyard. Take away its hedge, give it to grazing, break through its wall, let it be trampled. Yes, I will make it a ruin. It shall not be pruned or hoed, but overgrown with thorns and briars. I will command the clouds not to send rain upon it. The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his cherished plant. He looked for judgment, but see, bloodshed, for justice, but hark, the outcry. And then several verses later, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who change darkness into light and light into darkness, who change bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own sight and prudent in their own esteem. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for America a place where your people can pursue virtue and govern themselves accordingly, where they can know what is good and pursue it, both as individuals and families and communities, where they can follow the light and not exchange it for darkness. We thank you for America, Lord. It is a nation where virtue and freedom can flourish and have flourished over these centuries. Bless us that we may preserve this inheritance, that we may preserve the vineyard which you have planted here in America. May it be a vineyard that brings forth much fruit. May these midterm elections activate the voters and the citizens of this country to bring forth much good fruit. And may all the activity we do in praying and working for the good of America, bring forth fruit pleasing to you, Lord God, 
who are the master of the vineyard. We pray in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Well, friends, obviously the theme of the vineyard is very strong in Scripture, and Jesus himself, of course, in the Gospel of John tells us that he is the true vine, and we are the branches, branches on the vine that get pruned, but he says this is so that they may bear more fruit, fruits of love and freedom and life relationships that are built on virtue. This is the kind of fruit the Lord is looking for. He's looking for holiness. Be holy for I am holy, says the Lord. And if we are if we are living branches on the vine, which is Christ, then each day we're going to become more and more like Him. But the passage we read from Isaiah shows God's disappointment when He looks at His people and sees them bearing fruits of violence and bloodshed instead. And that's, of course, the culture of death. That's, of course, much of what we have been living in in our day when we have abortion and the bloodshed that this brings about. Now, we're at the point where a lot of this is getting corrected. And so many of you, as I myself, have been involved in this, in this uh, pro-life movement. But the, the, the thought that this is being corrected now the on the horizon, the, the the prospect of the Supreme Court saying, no, abortion is not a constitutional right. If states, if you, the people of America, through your lawmakers, want to stop it, want to limit it, want to protect these babies in the womb, you can do that. The Constitution doesn't prohibit you from doing that. The prospect that this is what the Supreme Court is about uh, to say. Is, has got some people just absolutely going crazy. And uh, we have, I have here in my uh, hands, a, a, a growing list of acts of violence that some people on the other side of this debate have been guilty of and have promised to do more of. There are fringe groups groups uh, giving themselves the name of uh, Jane's Revenge, for example, taking apparently the name of the of, 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 of Jane Roe of uh, Roe versus Wade and promising violence to be carried out if in fact, uh, in fact, they're not even waiting for the Supreme Court's um, decision. They're carrying it out already. Another uh, group, Ruth, sent us. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who had never approved of this kind of activity that I'm going to uh, uh, highlight here. Um, she would have never sent... Uh, what are these people thinking? She would have never sent them to destroy property of pregnancy centers or churches. And yet that's what these people are doing. Now, of course, this reflects that they are still feeling the, uh, the pain of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg having died just before the 2020 election. And then, of course, she was replaced by pro-life Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, that was a very, very good replacement, of course, because uh, Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had completely the wrong 
uh, position on abortion, seeing this somehow as an aspect of equal protection between men and women. No, Ruth, absolutely wrong. You don't find or secure equality for women by allowing them to kill their children. In fact, you allow women to kill their children, you are damaging them, you are opening the door to devastation for them, for their relationships, for their for their ability to live their lives, for their sense of self-esteem in the presence of others and of God himself. You're ruining them. R many people have a, a great high regard for Ruth Bader Ginsburg because of her uh, service on the, the uh, Supreme Court. But when I look at, at what she ha has done and said over the decades uh, in regard to abortion, I see a trail of despair, broken bones and bodies and blood, decapitated heads, um, skulls piled up to the sky. This is what Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her allies on the abortion side of uh, this debate have done and have not had the courage to face up to. So it's a, it's a, a, a travesty. Brothers and sisters, this group Ruth sent us and uh, Jane's Revenge are saying, they're using the slogan, that if abortion rights aren't safe, then neither are you. And they've painted this graffiti on different uh, buildings uh, around our country. If abortion rights aren't safe, then neither are you. How in the world, by what kind of mental defect, do you connect abortion with rights or safety? Let's take that, that phrase and show how utterly moronic it is. If abortion rights aren't safe, then neither are you. When you speak about you, when you speak about yourselves, I presume that not once would that you or yourselves who are saying these words include a person who was aborted, or would it? Or would it? Are we talking about people who were aborted? Or perhaps are people who were aborted not safe anymore because they were killed? You see, th th this is the fundamental problem here is that these people are denying the obvious truth that abortion is killing. That children scheduled to be aborted aren't safe. Abortion is the opposite of safety. If abortion rights are safe, then neither are you. What kind of planet were you people born on? Abortion is violence. So you're claiming a right to do violence, and then you're talking to people about safety? Let us make sure that we can do violence so that you can be safe. Let us make sure that we can kill babies so that you can live. You know, there are a lot of wrong positions that people can take. 
But there is nothing that has ever been uttered in human history or can be conceived by the human mind that is more twisted than this. Nothing. Live a million years. You'll never come up with something worse than this. Like President Trump says in his rally speeches when he talks about what the, 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 the left is, is, is doing, these people are sick. If abortion rights aren't safe, then neither are you. What does abortion, furthermore, have to do with rights? What, is it, what does this have to do with rights? When you abort, and of course, I, I, I wonder how many of these people who go scrawling these, these words on buildings around the country, uh, how many of you guys have ever seen an abortion? When people speak this way, with this idiocy, they are talking about the very antithesis of rights. Abortion takes the life of a baby. So what rights have been preserved for that child? Oh, we have rights to abortion. We, 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 we. And we're going to defend our rights. And if our rights aren't safe, neither are you. We, it's all about them. As if the equation under debate here doesn't have another piece to it. Oh, they just let that piece conveniently drop out of the equation, namely the rights of the child. Oh, well, it's not a child. Well, isn't that a convenient way to settle the debate? In other words, you don't have to really consider, debate, discern, evaluate how to balance the rights of the child and the rights of the mother, you know, in a very, very uh, simple way. Oh, my goodness. Why didn't anybody think of this before? Just take that part of the equation out of the equation altogether. Wave a magic wand. Just hit. It's as easy as hitting the delete key on your keyboard. That's it. Hey, everybody. Problem solved. This is lunacy. You don't solve a social problem that is victimizing tens of millions of people by just dropping those people out of the equation. What does abortion have to do with rights? You are depriving a baby of every right that they could possibly have. What does abortion do for a child's education? What does abortion do for a child's right to vote or right to work? What does abortion have to do with keeping a child safe uh, from terrorism? What does abortion have to do with uh, a child's health care? You've taken away their right to life, and therefore you've taken away their right to education, to vote, to have health care, to be safe from terrorism. You've taken away every right and every possibility of having or exercising a right. These people are sick. They just erase human rights. Oh, it's very easy, friends. Just, oh, they don't exist. Oh, not a baby. How easy. Wow. How easy. All right. So the slogan is ridiculous. and um, But what they're doing is, is violence. So I have here several pages of, let me just, just read a few of them. Uh, well, just just before I came on to do this taping, um, reading a news story about vandalism in Michigan, a second pro-life pregnancy center that serves mothers and babies in need, vandalized uh, this week in Michigan, pregnancy care center in Redford. 
Um, and then uh, earlier uh, in the day, Life News reported about another vandalism at the Lenin Pregnancy Center in Dearborn Heights. Um, and, and, and what they uh, write, and, and notice they're attacking these pregnancy centers. Um, Philadelphia abortion activists attacked the pro-life pregnancy center, smashing windows and doors. Um, another one in uh, Iowa, the abortion activists bragged about vandalizing that one. In Oregon, abortion activists firebomb a pregnancy center. Uh, at that point, it was the, the, the fourth uh, uh, bombing in, um, in just a matter of weeks. I've got both sides of these pages filled with uh, examples uh, of this. The Asheville, North Carolina Pregnancy Center vandalized with pro-abortion graffiti, um, firebombing of a pregnancy center in New York, and uh, on and on it goes. Now, aside from the pregnancy centers, there are various individuals being attacked, uh, Catholic uh, pro-life students, Catholic churches, statues being destroyed, churches being vandalized. Uh, Washington State here, for example, uh, four churches vandalized by pro-abortion radicals. In Olympia, a rural black church in Mississippi vandalized with pro-abortion graffiti. You, you see, and I can go on and on and on. We don't even have time. They're melting down before our eyes. Because a right that is fake to begin with, that is the right to abortion, the Supreme Court is opening its eyes and recognizing that it's fake. And so now these people are jumping up and down, twisting and getting contorted, and smoke and fire are coming out of their eyes and ears because they attached themselves to a right that was fake to begin with. Yeah, you're getting mad. Get mad. Because how long did you think this fantasy was going to last? How long did you think this fantasy was going to last? Denying that there's a baby there, denying that abortion kills a baby, and denying that there is no way for anyone, not an individual, not a doctor, not a church, not a governor, not a Congress, not a president, and not a Supreme Court. There is no way that anyone can justify killing a baby. How long did you think that fantasy was going to last? So now you see it disappearing. <sighs> These people can't, they, they, they don't reason. And so this is slipping away from them, and they're going crazy. This is a fake clinic, they wrote in graffiti on the walls of the Redford Pregnancy Center. And, you know, this is a theme that the other side has also developed over the years, that the pregnancy centers that are by the thousands, by the thousands across our country, every day providing confidential counseling, assistance to make plans to raise that baby or to make an adoption plan, giving parenting classes, arranging for people opportunities for job and education opportunities that they can pursue while having that baby. These pregnancy centers that are so unselfishly serving the needs of these moms and dads and, and, uh, and families, the other side has tried to paint them as deceptive. Because they 
are deceived in their own minds, those on the pro-abortion side, about, about abortion itself. It's not an act of violence. It's somehow good for the mother. It's not good for the mother. And you don't have to listen to us. Just look at the scientific research. There are entire books that are just bibliographies of the medical studies on how abortion harms women, short and long-term physiological complications, short and long-term mental complications, breakdowns of relationships in the families. The, in, the impact of abortion, the devastation of it is well-documented. But no, these folks don't bother even looking that up. Instead, they say that if a pregnancy clinic talks about the negative effects of abortion, they're giving false information, they're fake, um, these are not medical clinics. Well, actually, they are medical clinics for the large part of uh, these centers throughout the country. They have medical, um, not only uh, physicians, doctors, uh, but nurses and other medical professionals as a, you know, uh, med uh, the status of medical clinics, of course, they have a doctor that is overseeing the work of uh, that particular clinic. And yes, they are medical clinics. Now, some are not the status of medical clinics, but that doesn't mean they're fake. They're real. And they're passing along real information about abortion and real services for those who are uh, in a situation where they feel they have to have an abortion. They may not know what the uh, procedure entails, how well-developed the baby is, what alternatives exist. Do we believe as a nation that these individuals uh, deserve that information? and should be given that information before they undergo a destructive procedure uh, as abortion is. This is what these facilities are doing. They're providing help, comfort, advice, information, and in a large measure, medical services as well. When these people say that they're fake, they're trying to discredit them and draw attention away from the way in which the abortion facilities operate. You want to talk about fake. How about the people that I've ministered to after they left the abortion industry, saying that they posed as the doctor and never spent a day in medical school. One of the first people I helped to, to heal from her involvement in running abortion clinics, ran six abortion clinics in the South, posed as the doctor, never spent a day in medical school. Or having high, how about having high school students administer your anesthesia? You want to go under anesthesia? You want to have a high school student administer it? That's what some of these abortion facilities do. How about having expired medication, non-functioning medical equipment, untrained staff? Uh, look at the, the the look at the report called "Unsafe" by Americans United for Life, and uh, you'll see thousands of documented cases of health and safety violations in the abortion facilities. We're talking about legal abortion facilities throughout our country. They want to hide all that. And they want to say that the pregnancy centers are fake. Brothers and sisters, this is, uh, we need to pray about all this. 
but this is what's going on. Uh, this is what is, um, uh, they're threatening to continue, have this go on. And just a final thought about this. If you're so concerned about the court saying that there's not a constitutional right to abortion, why don't you do what the court is indicating should be done? And that is debate this in the process that we use for making laws on just about every other topic. Debate this in the legislatures. Go to your lawmakers. The pregnancy centers don't write the laws, neither do the churches. Why are you going there? Those that are angry at, uh, quote, abortion rights being taken away, you can still defend those rights with your legislators if you can make the case. See, that's really ultimately the problem here. They can't. You can't make a case for abortion. It's indefensible. It's the killing of a baby. Now, they can go ahead and try, but isn't that what they should be doing? If they really think that dismembering and decapitating these children is a good idea, well, then you make your case and you be as persuasive as you can to the legislators and to your fellow voters. The reason they're not doing that is that they can't. It's not persuasive. And they don't even want to talk about it. Abortion supporters don't want to talk about abortion. They want to talk about reproductive rights. They don't want to talk about abortion. Challenge them on that, brothers and sisters. We certainly will continue to do so. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the pregnancy centers that exist throughout the nation and are providing life-giving information and help and counsel and guidance and strength to people every day who are in despair because they feel they have to have their child killed. Lord, let them know that these centers are there to help them. Furthermore, Lord, protect the churches, the pro-life people and their and their organizations and their offices from coast to coast. Uh, protect them from this uh, absolutely irrational behavior uh, of those who believe in a fake right and those who believe in a violent choice. Protect us, Lord God, from these people from beginning to end. Uh, convert their hearts. Uh, grant that they may abandon the abortion industry. And for those politicians, Lord, who think that there is any good in abortion, our prayer is that they are voted out of office with the speed and with the decisiveness uh, that are uh, beyond anything we've seen before. Let this nation completely reject those in public service who do not know the difference between serving the public and killing the public. Lord, may the voters rise up and vote them out of office as quickly as they possibly can. We ask a movement across this nation of pro-life strength as we have never seen before. And this is what we pray for America tonight. We pray in the words our Savior gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Can I give you a simple website and phone number? Because you can save lives by referring people to these very 
pregnancy centers we've been talking about, pregnancycenters.org. Very, very simple. You can enter your zip code and find nearest to you or nearest to the person who might need this help, the centers that can provide it. Pregnancycenters.org. And then the number, the 800 number that can connect you with this network of help is 1-800-712-HELP, H-E-L-P, and you will find that help for yourself or for those you may know who need it, 1-800-712-HELP, and uh, find out today uh, where these resources are nearest in your community and spread them to others. Thanks, friends, for watching. Connect with me on social media. FR Frank Pavone is the address. And connect, stay connected with Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. And we will be back to you soon. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.